0: Everybody, welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We're your Tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello.
1: We went on a trip. We did. In we- our
2: favorite rocket ship.
0: Zooming through the sky.
2: <laughs> Little <laughs> Einsteins.
0: <laughs> I could go on, but we're not going to do it. That was amazing. We are it also wasn't <laughs> planned. Not planned at all. Nope. And yet
1: we did it perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> The execution. We just knew each person (laughs)
2: knew when to go and
1: we knew when to go together.
2: That is what spending too much time together looks like, friends. (laughs) Too much or just enough. You break into kid songs together. (laughs) Perfectly on cue. Um, We did go on a trip to one of my favorite places. Eureka Springs, Arkansas. In the Ozarks. Lindsay, I thought she was taking us out to a
1: remote location to kill us.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's tell them about our little road trip that we had. To That Lindsay t- um did for us, yes, so um Eureka
2: Springs is obviously home to one of the most famous haunted hotels which we will get to, but my family goes camping near Eureka Springs, which is why I've been there many times, and I said, I have a surprise for each of you when we go there and she did
1: I and did it, it
0: was awesome. <laughs> Can and I so tell thoughtful. you it's
1: very rare that I'm surprised, and I <laughs> loved every second of that. So we left really <laughs> fun. I loved it.
2: We left early because Eureka Springs is adorable and there's a lot of shopping to do, so we wanted to spend the whole day there. And we went to um Sarah's surprise, which also was kind of my surprise. <laughs> it was for everyone. Yeah. So Rio has the giant Jesus and Eureka Springs, Arkansas has a statue of Jesus as well.
0: A gigantic statue of Jesus. It is. The old beef and cheese. I was going to tell a story. Here we go. So we're driving in <laughs> to see big G's. And Lindsay looks over there into the RV lot. And she goes, huh, there's a lot of RVs. And my brain heard there's a lot of RBs. And I was like, what? Where's the RBs? And then it turned into, oh, yeah, remember the beef and cheese. And morphed into beef and Jesus. And beef and cheese for short. So, not to be disrespectful, it was a fun, lovely, lighthearted name. <laughs> we took pictures
2: with Big Jesus. <laughs> but also by Big Jesus, which was my surprise, was Sarah's surprise. What was your surprise?
0: Um, I got to see part of the Berlin Wall. The actual, real Berlin Wall. That's
2: correct. For some reason, it's like a 10 foot by 10 foot square, and it is in Arkansas. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of amazing because I, I will probably never get to Berlin in my life and see the Berlin Wall. So I got to see the Berlin Wall in Arkansas. It was very cool. It's um, down now. It is. Well, yeah, but like parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's down. <laughs> That's why it's famous.
0: Um, that was very cool. It was very thoughtful. I appreciate you doing that. You're welcome. She it- even translated. I did ishaba kind of angst. And so I translated it as I have no fear or I'm not afraid. So close enough. Excellent. That That Duolingo is paying off. Thank God. It's been a year and a half.
2: What did Poitzen do to the wall? No, she, she figured it listen
1: <laughs> it's always my goal wherever i go to try and touch a place that nobody's touched before so okay. i stuck my finger as deep in the crevice as i could so that maybe i could touch a piece that had never been touched before
0: like your finger's gonna be longer than anybody else's who's stuck it <laughs> I, look at You're her t- her t- fingers t- are t- not
2: longer <laughs>
1: That was my point. Okay, but they're small, right? <laughs> and so longer fingers sometimes are like big old meaty fingers. Ew. What?
0: Oh. <laughs> so you can take your scrawny little skeleton finger. That's long. Yeah. I use my pinky because it's the smallest. <laughs> makes sense. No meaty fingers no. around here. Well, anyways, yeah, we saw the wall with <laughs> beef and cheese. I touched
2: it. We did. And then I said, let's get in the car um, and drive to Boydson's surprise and that looked like i was really taking you out to go murder you
0: but we trusted you
2: so we are driving and we are going to a park which i knew and they didn't and boydson is of course trying to ruin the surprise and guess what her secret surprise is and what did you guess
1: i wanted to list the thing that i would actually really 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 want Mm -hmm. and so i had been thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) and i said is it a giant bigfoot that i can lay in like he's holding
2: me And giving her a hug. And I said, why do you have to ruin everything? (laughs) Because that's literally what I took her to go see, was a statue of Bigfoot with his arms outstretched for a hug. (laughs) For her to sit on his lap. (laughs) And she lost her mind when she saw Bigfoot. I was so excited. It it was very hot. Oh, yeah. It was
1: metal probably legs. second degree burns now but
2: <laughs> it was july we went at the end of july it was blazing hot but she got out of that car and she sat on his lap what happened
0: like this i say, i'm gonna count to three and on three sit down real quick and they will take the picture and you stand up so you don't burn your skin off down there blessings you're welcome
2: so that was our surprise in eureka springs it's got a little something for everyone i'm sorry i ruined the surprise but honestly
1: would i ever think that that was an actual thing turns <laughs> yes. out it is my dreams do come true
2: it started out as I, t- I knew about the Berlin Wall and Big Jesus. I didn't know about Bigfoot. And I told Sarah, I have a surprise for you in Eureka Springs. And Boydson got sad and wanted a surprise as well. And I found a Bigfoot statue.
1: <laughs> Who would have known? Is the best surprise for Thank her Thank you for ever. that. Highlight of my year. You're welcome.
2: So what is the real reason that we went to Eureka Springs other than Big Jesus, Berlin, well, Big Bigfoot?
0: Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> there is this really cool place there. I don't know if you heard of it. And it just so happens to be one of the most haunted hotels in America. It is the Crescent Hotel.
2: We have been wanting to go to the Crescent for, what, three years now since yeah. we've been doing this.
0: Yeah. Um, because everybody talks about it. All the shows go there. There's, It's always, like, featured on, like, most haunted places in America.
2: Mm-hmm. It was actually my very first ghost tour. When I was 21
0: years old. Yeah, and you actually caught some evidence. I did. That's what got you hooked. That's when I first saw Big Cheese. (laughs) You did, and a floating lady's legs. Yes,
2: Um, which we can post that as well. It's uh, Don't judge. This was not taken on an iPhone, guys, because this was before I had an iPhone.
0: (laughs) That's okay. Well, the Crescent Hotel was built in 1886 in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, as a resort for the rich and the famous. The stones used for the hotel came from a quarry site from a nearby river and contain high levels of magnesium and limestone. (gasps) Limestone. What do they say about limestone and paranormal? She is a spooky stone. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay's on one tonight.
2: (laughs) Am I wrong? Am I wrong? She's one spooky stone. (laughs) (laughs) you are right thank you (laughs) that was the answer i was looking for (laughs) (laughs) to shorten the scientific method
0: behind it (laughs) she's a spooky stone (laughs) that is perfect thank you she's spooky therefore the crescent is spooky (laughs) um it was built with 18 inch thick walls several towers overhanging balconies and a large stone fireplace in the front lobby There's also things that would have been considered pretty modern or kind of ahead of its time, such as plumbing.
2: I do like plumbing.
0: (laughs) Steam heating, an elevator, and very fancy decor.
2: I'm pretty sure that elevator was original. I think it is. (laughs) I think it really it is. It was such an old, slow elevator. It
1: smelled
0: like it was original to 1886.
1: I think there was a guy up there cranking it up. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> was it sound?
2: Wait, was it sound? That's exactly what I was going to say. Why would it be sound? Because I mean, he's
0: cause... got. They've got him working the circle upstairs.
2: Remember, we talked about this once. He is like
0: he's pushing, cranking around.
2: it out. <laughs> I don't remember what sound was doing. It was something with a stage, a rotating stage.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. But probably on the circus sound yeah. is we talked about a circus once
2: he's a fantastic beast
0: <laughs> he's enjoying his retirement at the crescent <laughs> but he's not
2: retired he's, he's still working. working hard
0: he wants to work <laughs> <laughs> he can't stop we will find a way to insert sound into every single story well all right so you get it <laughs> it was pretty fancy is what i'm saying The hotel is surrounded by 15 acres of formal gardens and nature trails. The hotel offers 72 guest rooms and 12 luxury suites throughout the building. The cost to build the hotel is estimated to be around $294,000 at the time, which I went ahead and converted because I know how you want me to do that. Thank you. I appreciate it. $9,626,014.47. I feel like that's not very much
2: money. $9 million for a hotel?
0: Yeah. I'm impressed. Okay. Initially, those who had money flocked to the hotels to enjoy the healing waters and lavish parties because it's built near a natural spring. So we've got the spring water that everybody was drawn to is very similar to the elms. And everybody went there to heal their wounds or whatever ailments may have been bothering them at the time.
2: Or like mineral springs in Alton. Yeah. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. So thing to do. It kind of was a problem because then there was lots of very sick people just flocking to this teeny tiny town. Mm -hmm. People picked up pretty quickly, though, that these so-called healing waters didn't actually have the powers that they claimed to have. So pretty soon after it opened, it became unmanageable and fell into disrepair. From 1908 to 1924, it was used as the Crescent College and Conservatory for young women, but continued as a summer resort because they weren't there in the summer the students. In 1924, there wasn't enough revenue that was generated from tuition and summer guests, so it closed again for another 6 years. It was briefly used from 1930 to 1934 as a junior college. And um keep in mind keep in mind that this is right around the time of the Great Depression, so the entire country is struggling. It's kind of hard to get a a luxury, you know, hotel up and running in a tiny town. Right. So 1937, a man named Norman Baker buys the hotel and decides to open it as a cancer hospital and health resort. He's the worst. You'll find out. Baker was an inventor and a radio personality, and he worked on these like vaudeville shows. He's real showy kind of uh, personality. He liked to wear white suits with purple shirt, and he drove a purple car. He liked purple. Yeah. He presented himself as a doctor despite having absolutely no medical training. In fact, he'd already been convicted in Iowa in 1936 for practicing medicine without a license. But here he comes strolling into Arkansas and says, don't listen to them. I can do this. It's fine. I'm a doctor. Yeah. Also, how would they find out unless Sound's bringing down the the Pony Express? Right. Right. All right. So, again, this did not stop him, and he advertised miracle cures that required no surgery or painful testing and alleged that patients would walk away from this resort cancer-free. Sadly, his patients had no clue that his so-called cure elixir was actually just a scam and consisted mostly of mineral water mixed with a few other things, including, like, watermelon seed. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, it did not cure cancer. And lots of people died here or shortly after because of this, believing that they would get better. But they died either from their cure elixir or the cancer. Their cancer. <laughs> Baker was finally arrested in 1939 for mail fraud after he was caught selling his elixir through the mail, which was illegal according to the American Medical Association. I bet sound brought it down. Ooh, he's going to the dark side.
2: No, like sound like was going <gasps> oh. undercover, and he was like, "Look, something." I thought you up. Meant like he was
0: delivering. No. i was like, "Come on!" He
2: pretended, and he was undercover, and he brought the whole charade down. Do you think he had his elevator wired? <laughs>
0: yes. He won an award <laughs> for taking down Norman Baker. I don't know what those awards are called, but yes, <laughs> the FBI award.
2: <laughs>
1: we'll think of one. Detective, good course.
2: Oh. oh, he's a good boy. Yeah, oh, I love
1: that. Does he get a badge and a sash? Yeah. Yes. Look at him. Oh, and a flower
2: pinned okay. to his mane. <laughs> that sounds really nice. I, I think the badge and the sash was enough. <laughs> but sure, we'll give him a flower. Why not? He would really like a flower.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean one flower. <laughs> I was trying to
2: come out with the word bouquet. (laughs) That's very different than... In one bunch. Also known as a bouquet of flowers. (laughs) Lindsay and I were both like, okay. (laughs) You were just going to go with it. Like, sure. He he can have one flower.
0: Here you go, buddy. You did real good. (laughs) I thought you were going to put it like behind his little ear. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, real pretty. (laughs) He would love that.
2: As I said, He's such a good boy. Sound would like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very thoughtful. We love sound. <laughs> How does this happen? The sound just makes its way into every. The night that we created sound was the best night of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I want to go listen to that episode again.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he got busted. All right. Uh, he served four years. In Leavenworth.
1: Oh, okay. He was here
0: at Leavenworth. Fancy that. <laughs>
1: here at Leavenworth?
2: We're, We're not in Leavenworth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're close enough. Uh, anyways, after he served his four years, he moved to Florida where he died in 1958. The Crescent sat empty from 1940 to 1946 and then it was bought by four Chicago businessmen, although I heard some some people call them gangsters. I don't know what kind of personality they had, Okay. There's several different pieces of information out there. I
2: think the Chicago gangsters, it would be like a profession, not their personality. <laughs> like it is now.
1: <laughs> it's not a job. It's a lifestyle.
2: <laughs> Except in their case, I think it is their job. Respect the Riz. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, all right. So the, the businessmen, uh, they begin the process of trying to restore the hotel to its former glory. It's coming back to life. So there was a slight setback though in 1967 when a fire took out the fourth floor on the south wing. So over the next several years, the hotel went through several more owners and restorations and now it's one of the most visited hotels in the south and has a reputation, as we mentioned, of being one of the most haunted hotels in America. So some of the spirits that have been seen there, the spirit that's seen probably most often is a man with red hair known as Michael. He was allegedly one of the original Masons who worked on the hotel in 1885. And while working on the roof, he slipped and fell, landing on the second floor where he later died. This is now where room 218 is and is said to be the most haunted room in the hotel. He's known as being mischievous, who likes to play tricks with the lights, doors, and TV. He's been heard banging on the walls. Some people have said they see his little ghost hands coming out of the bathroom mirror, which I was like, only his hands? Only his and hands. how do I we do know remember. they're Michaels? I remember you saying that. Oh, I said that in the <laughs> I know myself so well.
2: I don't remember hearing it. You were confused by the only the hands.
0: Well, it is confusing. Please explain, Michael. Um, uh, they've also heard someone crying or falling into the ceiling.
2: Ooh, that's which, terrifying. It that is
0: kind of scary. Others claim to have been touched or shaken during the night, and one guest ran out of the room claiming that they saw blood spattered all over their walls. No, thank you. There is a nurse that has been seen on the third floor. She's dressed in white and is pushing a gurney down the hall. She's only seen after 11 p.m., which is um, when they would have moved the deceased patients out of the cancer hospital so that other guests wouldn't notice. So the time lines up. Others claim they have heard a squeaky wheel or rattling noise coming from the gurney um, in the hallway. Also, during the 30s, the third floor was used as the morgue when the hotel was the cancer hospital. In room 419, which is where we stayed, yay! there is a ghostly figure who calls herself Theodora.
1: She's Theodorable. <laughs> have you been thinking about that? No, it just came
0: to that my brain. Really that was really good. thank you. She... Um, usually is seen standing outside of the door and fumbling around and people will talk to her and ask her if she needs help. And she says, no, thank you. I'm just trying to find my keys. And then she'll vanish. So our guide had said that she, they think she worked for Norman Baker and kind of was one of his favorite employees. So she stayed there for, you know, extended amounts of time. Norman stayed right above her too. So they sometimes think you can hear Norman walking around upstairs or people staying in that room. But some of the sites where I gathered some information said that she was a cancer patient and also perhaps died there. There's not any information about how she died. She's also known as being a neat freak. Maybe they think that some of the um, items from bags have been folded up and put away or the bags have been moved. Uh, There's been times where people leave the room and then their bags are blocking the door from the inside, which is not possible in this room.
2: She likes to clean up and she doesn't like a mess.
0: There's a mirror in the hotel that people like to look down at the end of the hallway and take pictures. And it's kind of warped some images where they see faces or children. And the lady that was giving our tour, she mentioned that she has several pictures that she has posted on her website, which I'll try to find. And link those somewhere for you guys on social. Behind this mirror, there was, um, at the time when this place was used as a cancer hospital, there was something that they called the pain asylum behind the doors. And this is where the patients would go get their injections. And they would do this several times a day. And it was extremely painful for them. So there's been ghosts kind of lingering in the hallways that may be hobbling or holding onto the sides of the wall. And they think that those were patients from the pain asylum. And now the pain asylum is the honeymoon suite.
1: That sounds so nice it's kind of weird romantic
2: why didn't it's we book the BDSM. honeymoon bdsm yeah well <laughs> <laughs> three people checking into I honeymoon suite <laughs> you never know it's <laughs> <That's>
0: true <laughs> don't judge us um on one of the floors there is a little girl that's been seen frequently and there is a psychic that came through and said that the little girl's name is clara so clara will just appear during the night in front of people's beds or tug at their clothing while they're walking down the hallway So then we went down to the first floor, and there are the spirits of two kitties, Jasper. Oh, my God. I just forgot his name. Morris. Morris. Thank you. On the first floor, there have been several spirits dressed in Victorian clothing, just doing their thing over there in the dining room. And then we made our way finally to the basement And in the basement is where later on, meaning like only four years ago, there have been people that have found the bottles that were used by Norman Baker during his time at the Crescent. Um, They dug them up and there are over 200 bottles that are in this basement. They're on a wall and they have different pieces of flesh is how it was described. They don't know what is really in there. They never tested all of them. So before he was arrested... They think because he was arrested for this federal crime that they gave him extra time to get his stuff in order before he was actually taken to Leavenworth. So during that time, he got rid of all of his stuff, including patient records, conveniently.
2: And you wonder why this place is rumored to be haunted. There's all these bottles of body organs and flesh buried on property. Yeah,
0: there's also like a little, um, it was kind of more of a storage room, I think is what they intended it for. They said that they may have stored bodies down there, but that's not really confirmed. They just think it's so because it was dark and, and creepy. Cool down there.
2: Um so we recorded while we were out on our own tour here. And then we recorded when we went
0: to another location.
2: And then we recorded overnight while we slept.
0: Or attempted to sleep. And that was like six hours. Yes. So lots of listening is what we've done for this episode.
2: We sure have. Which hotels, especially popular hotels that we've been to, are hard with evidence. So Theodore's room where we are at, like Sarah said, is kind of at the end of the hall. You walk in and it's kind of like a living room. It's a suite. It's a living room with couch, fireplace bathroom. And then off of that is the bedroom. So we had two recorders. One was on the fireplace mantle Mm -hmm. and the other was on a couch that was over by the bed. Farthest away from the door that we Farthest come Farthest away from the door. Yeah. So there's two doors into this room, but the second door that's right there in the bedroom, nobody can get in or out of. It's just kind of blocked off. Um,
0: it's like glued shut.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. My recorder was left on the couch in the bedroom by the bed, and Boydson had one on the fireplace mantle. Yes. And we got something pretty much <laughs> right away while we were in the room.
1: We did. We got several things while we were in the room, and then just after we left, Mm-hmm. Lindsay and I had to hash out this timeline because we both got things in the same time period, but only one thing was heard on both recorders.
2: You do yours first.
1: What happened before we left? Before we left, I hear singing. It sounds like a, I don't know, like a little chime
0: from a Disney movie. Yeah. Or maybe like a song from the 30s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a female voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: All right.
2: it's louder than our voices we're still in the room
0: well like half a beat later you can hear us talking across the room away from the yeah
2: and then while we are trying to prepare to leave and we're saying who's got the key who's got the camera we got all (laughs) our stuff we hear another little thing
1: i hear a very clear angry whisper that says sarah This is the second time we've gotten a Sarah whisper. Oh, I think it's happened a few times, actually. It's an easy word to say. But didn't couldn't we hear it on yours?
2: We could hear it on my recorder. It's very faint on my recorder. I probably would not have even picked it up without hearing yours first and knowing what to listen for and look for. Like probably wrote it off as, you know, something. But yours, it's very, very clear. So that makes me think that it was in the living room area where we were. But shortly after that, we're like leaving the room. On my recorder, I hear us closing the door and leaving. Ten seconds after we close the door, I hear a voice go, Boydson?
0: Yes, very clear.
2: I listen to it several times, and even like 10 or 15 seconds later, I can hear us in the hallway, like further down the hallway. I can hear our voices. I know our voices.
0: And and the, but the door doesn't shut or open in that time, either. Right. Think.
2: No. No. And I, I can tell we're in the hallway. Like, we're mm-hmm. not in the room anymore. And it's very, very faint. Whereas the Boydston is very clear. They want to ask me a question. They said your first name. You didn't answer them. They said your last name. Still didn't answer <laughs> Still didn't answer them. They're still waiting.
1: So what's interesting about that is during that whole thing, which took maybe two and a half minutes total. Yeah. Lindsay had gotten a coke, a bottle of Coke. oh, I forgot about that. I did because this happened while all that was going down..
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Lindsay had gotten a bottle of coke, and she drank quite a bit of it, and it was just sitting on the coffee table. We're all like gathering things to leave, and then all of a sudden her coke bottle like moves. It's like it's a- like gliding, yes. across the table.
2: Which this isn't like a glass table and it wasn't a cold bottle of Coke. It's not like like condensation that moves it. Yes,
1: Lindsay was the first one to say, it. did that Coke bottle just move?
2: (laughs) It did. And you said, it sure did. And I said, it's probably because I had squeezed it and some of the air just came out and it moved. And I said, no.
0: When has that ever happened? (laughs) Also, you hadn't touched it for a long time.
2: I hadn't touched it, no. I had set it down because I wasn't taking it with me.
0: I've never had a situation (laughs) where the pressure changes and it moves like an inch. (laughs) This is It's just
1: interesting that it happened at the same time all that happened It is interesting timing
2: This is the first four minutes of the recording is when all of this stuff happened Ooh, Which I will point out We set the recorders up And we were getting ready to leave But then somebody, Sarah, had to go to the bathroom And that's why we hung around for a little bit And that's when all this happened
0: And then I said Okay, hobby horses (laughs) Don't turn out by yourself now The people need to know what the hobby horse is We haven't (laughs) talked about that yet Oh, maybe that's what they were talking about, because the place we went to was after we had already done our little other surprise. Mm-hmm. We surprised Lindsay.
2: Yes, there was a, a Lindsay surprise here, and it was two hobby horses. <laughs> well, a hobby horse and a hobby unicorn.
1: I'm practicing for the competition. What competition? The hobby horse competition.
2: <laughs> and what, pretel is a hobby horse competition?
1: Well, you know those horses when you have when you're a kid with, it's like a...
2: A horse head,
1: like a fake horse, like a toy horse head. A horse
2: on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> on a not a stick. real one.
1: Thank you. for clarifying.
2: <laughs> We did not bring a real horse into the Crescent Hotel. Um, So you bought two of those.
1: Well, yeah, I couldn't play alone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not a good competition if you're just by yourself.
2: Boydson found on the deep corners of the internet a hobby horse competition. And it's a real thing. Now has it in her mind that
0: we must practice...
2: For the hobby horse competition, don't
0: really get into it. They're like jumping over things and leaping. They look beautiful, majestic even. Boydson has a very nice trot. She has been practicing. <laughs> at Thank all. you. It's really showing. Oh my goodness! I think we actually placed ourselves, and I'm pretty sure I came in third. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> did we? we did. Yeah, I think what so. What did I get? I think you got first. Oh. Have either of you actually competed for riding horses? No. I was like in hobby horse, Lindsay. <laughs> no, I actually rode horses and competed <laughs> and i got second and i am Aww, offended wow wow <laughs> is many moons ago <laughs> um so yes that's where the hobby horse came from sorry that was a really long tangent <laughs> yeah that was me saying okay hobby horse
0: don't turn on by yourself or something why would the hobby horse turn on by itself i don't know its ear
2: makes noises oh,
0: oh okay. i was like i was, like, I was like, I don't so know. confused I was listening to that i was very like, confident all
2: right so then um later on that evening we went out to another place and
0: left the recorder going while we were gone Did you hear anything?
2: I just thought, and you know, it's hard because
1: it's kind of prime time at the hotel. Yeah. And I don't know what's happening inside the room versus outside the room. Mm -hmm. But I got the impression is it sounded like something was being moved in the room. And then occasionally I heard like a sigh.
2: Which Theodora likes to move things around. But nothing was moved around when we came back. Correct. We will notice that.
0: I kept writing down that I was hearing footsteps in the room. But it's also, like you said, kind of hard to tell if they're out in the hallway. Right. Right. But when I heard the footsteps, I was not hearing doors open and you can pretty much hear the neighbor's doors going open close too. Yes. So I did not hear those. So almost 30 minutes in, there's nothing for about a whole minute before. So no footsteps, no door sounds. And then I hear three loud knocks that are really slow. And then it's just completely silent for several minutes afterwards. So that I wrote that down because I didn't think there was anything in the hallways. Okay. Um, there was also a very faint whisper, but it was very, very quiet and far away from my recorder. That's all I
2: got. So then we did, of course, our overnight when we go to bed and Sarah and I slept in the squeakiest, loudest bed possible. It's so tall too.
0: Like you have to jump into it. Yes. There's a, there's a footstool. I'm so
1: sorry that your bed was squeaky. Where did I sleep? (laughs) First
2: off, we offered to let you sleep in between us. It was a king size bed, which we never did in king. fine. <laughs> and we offered to let you sleep between us, and you said no.
1: I had two armchairs put together <laughs> facing forward, and I curled up in like a little kitty position on my
0: side. I offered for you to lay at the end, like Michael. <laughs> like in- <laughs> Michael
2: Scott. <laughs> Anyways, our bed anytime me or Sarah moved or rolled over, or heaven forbid got out of bed to pee, I know. Oh you could hear God. the squeaky squeak. It's a wood bed. So I had the first half of the overnight, which was about three and a half hours. And then Sarah had the last three and a half hours. And not a lot happened until 185 minutes in when I hear a bang or a thud. And it's just very loud. One bang. That was it. And it was not us because by this point I was very attuned to the squeaky sounds of the bed. Yes. It was not the bed.
0: Okay, about 30 minutes into my recording, I hear what sounds like a bottle cap or something plastic, hard plastic dropping in the room. And then about 15 minutes later, it sounds like something small is thrown at metal, like that clinking sound. Mm -hmm. Almost two hours in, there is a small, short growl near the recorder. All right, so... Here's where things start to get a little interesting. So two hours and six minutes in, I finally fall asleep. It took that long.
2: Which my recording is the first three and a half hours. So this is so five I, hours I in.
0: <laughs> finally fall asleep and I can tell because neither of us are moving and somebody's snoring somewhere. I don't know. It's ha- Somebody's having a great night's sleep. <clears throat>
2: Lindsay. <laughs> it, might have, it might have been me because I took so many sleeping meds. I know. I'm so
0: happy for you. That sounds great.
2: Oh, we will talk about how we slept. <laughs> That's true.
0: So anyhow, I'm saying that because I start, I noted that I started doing this really weird breathing pattern. I even showed it to Boydston because it was like, <laughs> you don't hear anything. And then you hear me start going, <laughs> like I'm snorting, like I'm throwing a tantrum. I heard that in my recording and I just thought one of us was snoring. <laughs> <laughs> there is somebody snoring and then there's me. I think you're snoring and I think I am like tantruming in my sleep. So yeah, that happened in about two hours and six minutes. And I started doing this really bizarre exhaling thing that I made note of. So four minutes after I fall asleep. So two hours, and 11 minutes in, the loudest crash happens. And when I say loud, I mean, there was like nothing on my recording before this. So it's just silent. And then this crash happens. And oh my God. So in real time, what happened was we were sleeping. I'd finally fallen asleep. And I only sleep with one headphone in. Um, so I was laying on my side and I had one headphone in and I hear this crash. Well, it takes me a solid, I don't know, two minutes or so just to, to really process what had happened because I just fall asleep. And in my head, I thought I was at home and that my cat knocked off a dish and broke some glass somewhere. So I didn't really think much of it. And when I finally came to, I realized, okay, I'm not at home. I'm at the Crescent <laughs> That doesn't make sense. So I was like, "What was that noise?" And my brain immediately went to, "I think that was the camera that fell off the mantle," because that's what it sounded like. Yeah. So you found me here. Go hear me go, (sighs) Lizzie. Like I was poor, my poor body. It's up four minutes. (laughs) (laughs) The ghost was like, "Fuck that, wake up."
2: So in real time, this is 530 in the morning yes. and she doesn't just say Lindsay because I have both my AirPods and I can't hear anything. I feel like shake her. she grabbed my arm and shook me.
0: You would not wake up. And you scared me half to death. I know. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but I just heard the loudest crash. I'm like, how did you not hear that? And like Boyston didn't react. Nobody did anything. Boyston's just in her chairs. <laughs>
2: I'm curled up in my chairs. I heard it. I was just like, Oh. There's probably a plate that dropped outside. Well, Sarah just kept saying, did you hear that? I said, no, I have both my AirPods in. I'm thinking, why are you waking me up? It's 530 in the morning.
0: <laughs> no, it was so loud. So, okay, we look around. Again, I'm like trying to find... Something glass that shattered in our room, but doesn't make sense. We didn't have any plates in there. The camera was still
2: fine. I checked out the camera. It was
0: fine. Yeah. I'm like, I know I heard something. Lindsay's like, check out the bathroom. So I go in the bathroom and the curtain is still pulled on the shower, but there is a little, what what is that called? It It's,
2: it's like, like a, a shower caddy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a shower caddy that holds the shampoo conditioner. Yeah, so it was stuck to the side of the right. bathtub. Like, like you see in most hotels,
0: I feel like.
1: Like it's a plastic one. It's not right. just like the little suction cups. It's plastic and it's basically glued to the side of the shower. Yes.
0: So it's pretty big and it was very well stuck to the side. Well, that was now on the floor and that is what we heard. So part of it was on the floor. The main part was and then the little bottles that were. Yeah, the bottles and all the things to hold them were on the inside of the
1: bathtub. But what's weird about that? The shower shower curtain curtain had not moved. It was
2: closed. So somehow this caddy came out and it was laying in the middle of the bathroom floor. Yes. But the containers, the shampoo and everything that was in it was just in the tub where you would expect it to be.
0: The whole situation was interesting. I, I still don't understand... Why they're so pissed off at the shower caddies, but something really gave them some, some beef over there. Which we took a picture of it. Yes, I did. I took a couple. Okay. So, yeah. Exciting stuff. And then we finally decide, okay, well, we'll go back to sleep for another hour. an like hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I lay down and then my phone starts just absolutely freaking out. And I, yes. I can hear myself saying it in the recorder, you get me awake. You're like, Lindsay, look at this. And I'm like, my it God, Sarah, stop! <laughs> <laughs> I only showed you for one minute. <laughs> Dramatic much? <laughs> like, I just want to go back to sleep. I know. You didn't even want to get up to go look around at the stuff that was broken. I, I'm like, God damn it. Somebody, I didn't, somebody hear this.
2: <laughs> I didn't, but I could tell you were freaked out. So I got up.
0: Well, I appreciate it. I just needed to know that I heard something because I thought it was a dream. So yeah. Anyhow, my phone starts freaking out. There's like this headphone thing keeps popping up. I'll put my video on there. And You guys just oh, tell yeah, me what you think. Oh, I forgot that you took a video of it. Yes, it kept popping up like it was like there was something malfunctioning between my headphones and my. Was glitching. Phone. Yeah, something was glitching hardcore. I had to turn everything off and reconnect. So then I finally start relaxing, getting ready to go back to sleep. And I am laying on my left side facing the wall and I finally get things back to normal with my headphones, literally about to fall asleep. And I think I'm going to turn over my right side. So when I opened my eyes, though, for a half second, I saw what I thought was a little girl standing next to my face that did not scare me because it was gone, you know, in a half a second. Mm -hmm. But I thought, I think I will turn over.
2: (laughs) So that was on the side with your back to me? Yes,
1: so I was facing the wall. You turned your back on the ghost? I didn't want to see
0: her again. It kind of startled me. But what, I mean, that leaves your back vulnerable. At least I won't see her coming. Okay. Well, she's a little girl, but I still want to see her again. I'm like, you can have your fun in here, but you freaked me out, especially after that adrenaline rush with the things Mm -hmm. flying off the wall. Mm -hmm. So I heard what I thought maybe sounds like a very quiet EVP that says maybe I kicked that. That's a pretty long AVP. <laughs> but after that, for the last hour or so, I didn't hear anything. Just a little bit of tossing and turning in the squeaker bed. We finally f- we fell back asleep, all three of us. So we always talk about how we slept, because I think that is kind of indicative of yeah our
2: experiences there. So, Boydston, how did you sleep? Really wasn't restful. It was like I would sleep
1: for 30 minutes at a time, wake up, and then fall back asleep, and then wake up. But one time I was actually able to be asleep and... Like we mentioned earlier, we were there in July. Yeah. It was hot. It was. And they only had a window unit for the AC. Because <laughs> it's an old hotel. So It's
0: warm.
2: Yeah. I, I slept with just the top sheet on me.
1: <laughs> I don't even know if I did that. So I yeah. know. It really was very warm. I had a blanket and I was covering up, but then I got a little hot. And so I stuck my foot out. It's like rule number one that you don't do <laughs> as a child. And I broke it and I fell asleep. And then I woke up to something rough touching my foot. Ooh, I didn't know it was rough. It was rough.
0: <laughs> I thought it like grabbed your
1: foot. It did, but it felt like like sandpaper. Ew. <laughs> I didn't know that. Theodora's got some calluses. Maybe it's not her, I don't think. She's got working hands. I don't know. So I quickly tucked my foot back into the covers. Ew.
2: Was this before or after the uh not explosion, but the crash? <laughs> yeah. It was still dark, so I'm gonna say before.
0: Yeah. Sarah, how did you sleep other than being woken by the crash? (laughs) After my four-minute slumber? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, I mean, not great. I think I slept for maybe an hour and a half total. and, And it was extremely restless. Because I was, I think because I was so hot there, too. It was, that definitely added to it. But then, as we've noted in the past episodes where... It's just interesting to me because like in the past when we've not slept great, or at least when I've not slept great, it's because we've had a lot of evidence throughout the night. And at the hotel, really the only piece of equipment that we can use there are the recorders because the electricity kind of makes everything else go off. So we don't know at the moment when we're going to bed that we have this evidence. You know, it sounds kind of creepy now, and it is. We didn't know any of that. Right. But um, it kind of validates, I think, in a way that these creepy things happen to us because, you know, we've said in the past that I don't sleep great or you don't sleep great when you have these experiences before um, where, you know, you just are tossing and turning. I always feel like my heart is racing Mm -hmm. and um, just uncomfortable. And that's pretty much how I felt this night as well. But again, I didn't know about any of the evidence. None of us did before we went to bed. But listening back, maybe there's a reason. How'd you sleep?
2: Um, so not great. I think part of it was because I was so hot. My watch kept telling me my heart rate was like in the 100s to 110s, which could have been because it was hot, but I was just laying there. And then my watch also woke me up several times. You know, like when you hit your standing goal and it says, good job, mm-hmm. keep moving around for another minute. It did that three times while I was asleep, dead asleep. And I was like, I am literally not moving. Watch, you just woke <laughs> me up to tell me I am moving. So it did that three times, mm-hmm. which I thought was odd. Yes, which I will say, I wear my watch every day or every night to sleep because I track my sleep, and yeah. it has never woken me up saying "Good job, you just earned another minute towards standing."
0: <laughs> towards standing, I am laying watch. <laughs> I'm literally I sleeping a and not moving <laughs> towards laying. So it's because
1: the bed was so tall; I thought you were standing. <laughs> Did <Dead.
2: laughs> or possible. maybe I was moving around so much, but even then, like my watch has never done that before. So, well,
0: bottom line is, none of us slept great, and I. Th- think maybe that's interesting Mm -hmm, for sure so really in the grand scheme of things that's actually pretty good evidence given the things that we could use at this place especially at a hotel i agree ask me where
2: my rating is i was gonna say what is you guys' haunted rating of the crescent hotel you can't be mad at me this time i'm gonna give it an eight (gasps) me too i'm so impressed with both of you that is a the highest rating we've had in a while
0: Yay! Yay! And it's not a
2: I need to collect more evidence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to go collect more evidence. Well, yes, I'd love to go back.
2: But why are you giving it an eight?
1: Um, just the collection of things. The I history. also get extra points because it said my last name. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> it
1: grabbed your foot. Something weird grabbed my foot. There's that crash, and the most compelling thing about the crash is that the part of it's inside, part of it's outside of the bathtub and the shower curtain. I give points for if it says something personal, I give points for if I can see something and I saw that Coke bottle move. I give points for like the compelling EVPs and I give points for things being moved like the shower caddy.
2: I didn't know we had a point system. I love it.
1: I actually just developed it this week. So,
2: <laughs> And then Sarah, I'm going to assume your points is because of the thing moving and yeah. seeing someone. <laughs>
0: I don't have a point system, but that sounds legit and maybe I need to develop one now. Now I was just going off of just the experience. This place has a lot of hype and I think it lived up to the hype. I I was pretty impressed. You know, I think they did a good job too. And even though the ghost tours, it's not like, you know, you go take your equipment and go investigate on your own. Right. Um, I think it was good. I think she had a lot of good history and there's different guides, of course, but they tell similar, Mm -hmm. similar stories. There's a lot of history. They have the evidence there to back it up with all the bottles and all the little trinkets that they have around the the hospital, the hotel. And, you know, we were able to catch some pretty good evidence. And it's a beautiful hotel. Yeah. We didn't even talk about how beautiful the scenery is out there. Beautiful
2: location. Highly recommend. Even if you're not into like paranormal stuff, go to Eureka Springs. Very cool place. The whole town is just adorable and I love it so much. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in this week to our haunted investigation of the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. You can always find us at thetipsyghost.com with our socials linked from there or send us an email at thetipsyghost at com.
1: Please give us a five star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it and it really does help. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We will catch you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. bye.